Hello. Hang on. Um, yeah, we could start like that. <laughs> what are we called? Microsode. Teeny tiny picture palace. Teeny tiny picture palace. It's a micro episode, everybody. Congratulations, we made it. It's today. It's about my profession. So you will have seen the trope of people who know about guns not being able to watch any film that is like an action film because all the <laughs> yeah. guns are used wrong and some of them are just toys and it's definitely just like that for tarot but with a lot less violence <laughs> and a lot more of the death card and lots more of the death card lots more posturing um so we thought today we would do every time a f- well all the things we could think of that we liked featuring tarot cards in some way now some of these obviously are not horror in the way that we run the podcast exactly the same Uh, they will just be haunted and a bit weird but we'll try and keep it to (laughs) roughly to the theme rather than just blindly chatting about films that have tarot in them hello who knows (laughs) yeah good luck everybody we're all counting on you go (laughs) well the first uh thing that came to mind for me was the 1962 french film Oh, the Agnes Varda, Cleo, Cleo from five to seven. Oh yes, Cleo de Sunk, uh, set. Did I see that? And it was all depressing, and it's mostly black and white, and she looks very chic, kind of Videl Sassoon style. That hair. sounds right. Yeah, it's mm. um, yeah, it's one of your classics of your French New Wave, but in the, it is mostly in black and white. But in the very beginning, she goes to see a tarot reader. Oh, and I remember. That's in color. Yes, I remember. Uh, because the, the reason it's from five to seven is because it's two hours while she waits for doctor's results. She is a bit frightened that she has cancer. Um, so she goes to see a tarot reader. And I did look up because I've forgotten the cards that are pulled okay. and, and the interpretation thereof. So I've been on Wikipedia. Yes. And I'll tell you. Um, she, a singer, Cleo Victoire, is having a tarot card reading with a fortune teller who tells her there's an evil force in Cleo's life, a doctor. She also sees a meeting with a talkative young man in her future. The fortune teller then pulls the hanged man card, yeah, meaning that Cleo is ill, potentially with cancer. Then she then proceeds to pull the death tarot card, <laughs> leading Cleo to believe that she is doomed. Perfect. Actually, do you want the translation? Does it have all the cards? It doesn't. I should have just looked it up, shouldn't I? Let me see if I can find out. Okay. Right, we looked it up and it turns out this um, incredibly bad tarot reader (laughs) pulls nine cards from the Lenormand deck, um, which is not what I read. It's a completely different, it's not a tarot deck. It's Lenormand cards. Um, Fair enough, it's own thing. It is its own thing. It's slightly closer to the quote-unquote gypsy fortune teller thing of reading a pack of playing cards. It will still usually have the playing card in the top left or in the top right. Um, to give you a hint, they sort of used to come as sets of like, oh, tell ye fortune things <laughs> as a curiosity. But actually, it's more of a punchier version of tarot. It's sort of, um, it's like a crossbreed between an oracle card and a tarot card, a lemon card. Um, right. Okay. But the tarot cards that she does pull right at the end to clarify, having panicked this poor stranger, this poor cute French lady that's wandered into her parlour. Yep. And the ones she picks that get the same meaning we've just discussed 
are the Empress, the Magician and the Tower. Right? Mm -hmm. And then she pulls the clarification card for the Tower and gets death. Now, I feel like this is not the last time in this little episode <laughs> that we'll talk about the death card and about what it means. Yes. Because people yes. get terrified when, when they see the death card. Yes. Now, there's a couple of things going on here. It's interesting. I've found an article by... Well, it doesn't actually say. But from somebody f uh, writing a blog called Tarot Heritage that's quite interesting. But basically, the scene in the film goes on to say, oh, death just means transformation, it doesn't mean death. And then when our leading lady leaves what's her name it's the name cleo. of the film cleo when cleo leaves um the tarot reader's husband comes out of the back and she was like oh i saw cancer on her cards like i don't know how to tell her yeah um how you got cancer from and death from the empress the magician and the tower i really don't know mm. um to kind of go over it briefly although try not to meld podcasts too much yeah but no if you were if you as a re i mean this is difficult if i you, you yes. haven't but if we play pretend yes and that you you did have a young lady and who i had was a distressed woman i wouldn't read health because i don't but if she just came in saying look i'm stressed then i can read that absolutely fine if she said look i'm stressed and anxious and she got the empress the magician and the tower i would be telling her well, it is a bit health-based, I guess. I'd be saying something along the lines of get your hormones checked um, right. because I think they're out of balance. Uh, the Empress is a sign that something to do with womanhood or female organs or female genitalia or something is having an issue. Mm -hmm. The oh, That is health, I guess, but not in the way that I'd read it. Like Again, I wouldn't read this. You wouldn't be like, but, but also you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't, say, you wouldn't shout through to your husband in the back like, oh, poor girl, cancer. No, exactly. Um, the magician just implies you have all the tools you need to fix it right. and that actually well not even that because I don't read health but you have all the tools at your disposal to fix your anxiety Right. you then have the tower which is yes something shocking is coming but the thing coming death is like the old way of you the w way you used to live has to die in order for you to move forward unfortunately with it being the tower it has to die in a really dramatic or immediate or sudden way Mm -hmm. but nothing there says cancer and interestingly there are a few cards that might oh, yeah it's interesting yeah but i wouldn't yeah. pick those let's say it's it's not a horror film it's just a film that features the tarot yeah quite because it's these are the opening credits that this plays over and yeah. they're in this is in color and the rest of the film's in black and white um yeah it's yeah. Uh, it's a cracker actually great great little great little film well, I wondered if you wanted to talk about... Oh, well, no, that, that was your pick then, wasn't it? I'll do one, I guess. Go on. Um, I wanted to talk about, briefly, The Gift. I don't know The Gift. Oh, you don't know The Gift. It's a really odd role for Kate Blanchett. Oh. Playing... It's got Katie Holmes in it. It's probably 90s, knowing me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that cast suggests it's yes. around about there, 2000. It's from the year 2000. Uh, Katie Holmes, Keanu Reeves, which is why I watched it at all. <laughs> um, someone who's really underrated and I really like, uh, Giovanni Rabisi. Oh, yes. Yes, really cracking actor. Um, I've seen him in a few things, only ever in a sort of 
crazy supporting role. role. Oh, okay. fair I think he's the boyfriend in Lost in Translation. Oh, is he? And a couple of other things. Well, he's like in that. Friends, which I feel like is where a lot of our <laughs> listeners will know him from fair if they're enough. in that demographic. He's um, Phoebe's brother? Yeah. Or, no. Know. Phoebe, no, can't be, can't be brother, sorry. Because I think she has his babies. Oh, so hopefully not brother. But she has his babies for him. Okay. But hopefully not brother. Um, it's got <laughs> Hillary, it's got everybody. Hillary Swank, Greg Kinnear, um, Michael Jet, uh, Jeter, J-E-T-R, uh, J-E-T-E-R, Kim Dickens. I actually recognise all of these people. J.K. Simmons is in it. Oh, he's he's great brilliant. Everything. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, fantastic. Well, I say fantastic film. It's good. It's a strong film. It's actually a strong horror. Oh, that's why. It's because it's directed by Sam Raimi. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, of Evil Dead and Spider-Man fame. Of Evil Dead and Spider-Man fame. Now, I believe from memory, way back, so we're looking many, many years, um, I believe she's using archetypal tarot, as in uh, the Jungian... Okay. The one that's just like a ring, a dot. Sure. Some, some wavy lines, uh, which is incredibly difficult. But she has the gift and uh, it's set in the swamps right so she Kate Blanchett's character has been asked to assist with a murder by some desperate people and it's quite or a missing girl by some desperate people Uh, yes to assist with finding bodies and assist with oh right okay yes not not doing a murder no assist with some a missing person we'll say Um, and many of the folk from the town go to this woman for help Um, it's kind of a burn the witch but modern day thing Mm -hmm. it's really uh it changed the way I viewed it changed the way I viewed the romance of being come to as the village witch you know yeah and I mean I was raised on practical magic and (laughs) things where there is an element of it but this one was a bit more realistic and a bit more like how people actually are and actually I could do with watching it as an adult because having been in these situations where people are unhappy with what you're telling them Uh um I don't deal with dead people but I can imagine it's ten times worse. No, yeah, <laughs> if fair you do. Enough. Yeah, I've not come across that one. Keanu Reeves gets to play an angry man, and he's really not oh. bad at it, as in an angry um, wife beater. Right. And he's really not bad at it at all. Yeah. Surprisingly so for such a gentle soul. <laughs> so there's that one. Your ten. Um, the amicus portmanteau from the 1960s, uh, Doctor Terror's House of Horrors. Oh, I loved it so much. What a find! It's going to be a future pod episode i'm almost certain yes definitely um it's a cracker it was on prime when we watched it so you know seek seek it out and we'll talk about it at at greater length Mm. later on but there's no spoilers to say that there's a um there's a wraparound story of some strangers in a train carriage yes each of whom get their tarot read by uh, a mysterious foreign gentleman who goes by the name of like Doctor Schrechlich or something, <laughs> uh, which is you know German for like Doctor Terror. Always and, great. Uh, and he says yes, yes, uh, and I have my terror deck here, which I call my House of Horrors. So there's the title and there's the idea. Many each doors. Of them, yeah. Each of them get Many a rooms. oh yes, lovely. Mm. Um, each of them get a reading, mm-hmm. and then it, that'll spin off into their own little section of the film, and. Um, and again, you know, each of them get the death card as the last card picked again, mm-hmm. as ever, and uh, and are always, you know, ter- and are terribly 
frightened by it. I guess it's because he's using the Rider Waite Smith deck, and so you know it's a. I say it's a frightening image. It's a. If, if you didn't know, about the tarot and the archetypes, and you looked at that, yes, you'd look at that and you'd think this means I'm going to die, very soon. Yes. And so this is the. This is what the film sort of plays upon and uses. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I like the portraits of all of the men in the carriage in varying degrees of wanting to and not all the way through to not wanting to have a reading. Oh, yes. Um, it's yeah. quite nicely done. Um, and it's a couple of them are really believable. <laughs> you know, they're, they're really... It's interesting getting actually good actors yeah. <laughs> to do things like that because a couple of them are big names and it's just, yeah. you know, It was fun. a... It was the first of the amicus sort of yeah portmanteau ones of little sections of mm. maybe twenty minutes each of you know little episodes in the film, which was explicitly taken from the nineteen forty five Ealing film Dead of Night, which is the one about the man who travels to the house and he's had a recurring dream about the house. I loved that one. I really their enjoyed it. Stories. Yeah. It, that's also a cracker. Wonderful. But the thing with this is it means that you can like. It, the difficult thing is you have to build a lot more sets because each of the stories is self-contained and they don't really share any settings. Yeah. But the the benefit, if you'd like, is you can get a reasonably big name in because he's only been in it really for 20 minutes yeah, uh, of true. screen time. But it does mean that it's a much shorter shooting schedule. You can get you can squeeze yeah. actors in when they are free. Yeah. Uh, so you don't need to tie them down for as, as long. And they're not all as successful as that one, but I think that's a cracker. And as I said, will be a future episode but yeah again just hammering home the idea that it uses the death card as you know to mean you're gonna die soon pal speaking of which 1973 we go to now we go to live and let die uh, it would be remiss of me not to mention this particular one we're looking at the scenes where jane seymour is playing uh solitaire, solitaire. great name I missed a trick not being called solitaire. Um, she's playing with, playing with, sorry, she's reading <laughs> the Fergus Hall Tower of the Witches. It is a beautiful deck. Lovely, and there's a few, it? like, um, well, a fair few promotional decks that have, like, the 007 in the corner and they're, they're meant to be, you know, yeah, of course. affiliated. Of course there are. Uh, they're still on Amazon for 34.99, and my birthday's the 16th of October, <laughs> if anyone cares. Uh, so. One thing I wanted to mention about this is that I laughed out loud. So it's it's Roger Moore is Indeed. the Bond. It's the, the best or second best or tied best Bond theme. Um, in my humble. Oh. Never let die, no. Do 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 do. Yeah. Oh, I just it's Paul McCartney. I know. Wow. I know. For, for listeners who don't know, Amelia has a deep-seated loathing of Paul McCartney. Beyond, yes. Beyond loathing. Yes, yeah. despise. So it must be good. Yeah, it's a really good song. Yeah. I imagine he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so, she predicts death. It's really hard to find any images of which cards she pulls, and I am not, repeat, not <laughs> going to watch it uh, just now. But... Um, she it does do pull. Worse, you know. I know she does pull the death card. I believe she pulls the full, and there's like a little flirty, like <laughs> you're an idiot kind of moment. Um, 
it's not horrendous. I just love her outfits. I mean, and the makeup and stuff is incredible. You know? But yeah. anyway, uh, she does pull death. She does look a bit like, eh, uh, because she thinks he's going to die and she quite fancies a piece. Um, she's al- <laughs> It's also important to note that she is a wee bit of a virgin and that that's important to her p- magic. Yes. It is one it? of the times that James Bond just wanders off into supernatural. Yeah. One of, one of the villains of this film appears to be immortal, and that's just fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, uh, <laughs> is it that one that another one like just exp- overinflates and it explodes? Yes, it yes. is. Yeah, yeah. I feel like not enough is not enough. That's not talked enough about. Talked no. about enough. That's not talked about enough. Well, here's the thing. I've just found a still from the film, and she's using Rider Waite Smith. It's oh. a bit weird, isn't it? Because I'm sure there is like a James Bond tarot. There is. It's the Fergus Hall tarot. Yeah. But that that she's using there has the emperor directly in front of her as the world recognisable. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Maybe they didn't have the deck both days, um, because obviously that's not meant to be seen. That's very much shot from the wrong angle to be yeah. like look at these cards. But beside that, uh, she also uses death as the death card. But the bit that made me laugh out loud was James Bond having a stacked deck of the yeah. lovers. Yeah. So that he could bang a virgin. Now that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, I actually don't mind the the interpretation of the lovers as a, as a let's have a shag card. It's not the most let's have a shag card, but it's a nice recognisable symbol that sure. there's people having sex. It's forbidden fruit, you know. It's yeah. got the Adam and Eve imagery in there, and um, it's better than just assuming you're going to die because you've pulled the death card. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? You have any thoughts about like that? Thing that you touched on about the idea that, like, well, the the villains in the film, if you'd like, take the tarot very seriously and take yeah. Solitaire's advice and help very seriously. Yeah. And certainly, like in the in the world of the film, it seems like she has a yeah. gift and a great power, exactly, which is then ruined when she dabbles. Dabbles. Well, oh, that's horrid, isn't it? Dribbles. Um, that's worse, and you know it. Flops. Um, it's worse when she shakes hands squanders with the devil. That, shakes hand with the devil, squanders that power, um, and it's something about like the way. I'm not having it. She didn't squander tellers. the power. She's not squandered the power. Well, they they think that she's lost her mojo. Well, the whole point was that if she was no longer a virgin, she would no longer have magical powers. That's not yeah. the same as squandering. Squandering implies that Fair she like, was willy-nilly with powers and they ran out. I see, right, um, yeah. This yeah. is more like... She just couldn't resist the James Bond. She just had to have that Secret 007 D. inches. Yeah. Yeah. Oh dear. And uh, <laughs> there was no going back. But... It's just, I don't know, it's just something about... like I, There's this idea of like the tarot reader as magic magic uh, practitioner yeah but not just that like oh what like it's in the blood like yeah like there's something there is a big assumption that it's it's in my family line especially when i tell people i've been reading for 21 years they go yeah. ah so it's in your family and what they mean is are oh, you a jippo yeah um because it's how they've been raised that's how they thought they've been told well, and there, what they've been told in it, film and i feel like yeah exactly this but is they're part not told of that. that they're not there's no genetic element to that that she is not even branded as a gypsy no. um, solitaire is very much uh, uh a role for a black woman that they gave to a white lady <laughs> one yeah. of the whitest women with the, like. probably with the whitest they could find but when you recode it all as 
a beautiful uh you know um because a lot of the a lot of that film has a lot of hoodoo and yes. voodoo and everything mixed in because we didn't want to talk about Haiti being a real place so <laughs> or having real cultural yeah. value but if you put for example a hoodoo female practitioner in there yeah. you have this powerful that she could have been if they didn't like her reading cards she could have been throwing bones but she could have just yeah. been doing all of it and it would have had a lot more impact than them looking like they've kidnapped a white girl told yeah. her she was talented and didn't let her have sex with anyone yeah like it's because <laughs> yeah so baron baron Samdi is in this uh, yeah. movie it's an, it's an incredibly charismatic performance they say also despite dying also then appears at the end <laughs> appears to be immortal, and this is just fine. Is like, a robot? Was there some? There, there is also a robot of him, but then the other one, that, I don't know, maybe there's <laughs> another robot of him that just rides on the front of trains and laughs. <laughs> but it, it's, like the the whole sort of magical culture around mm. this film is weirdly sort of treated with some respect. Respect, yeah. which I say weirdly. I mean, it's 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 nice. It's good to see. Oh, I suppose, a, yeah. Yeah, I just found it all very... Um, it's also a total nonsense. Well, no, I, I got very much the vibes of, like, boys' adventures for boys. <laughs> you know, um, it, it feels like a Robert Louis Stevenson novel, this particular right. James Bond. It doesn't really feel like a Bond moment. Or it feels, as I say, yeah, adventure stories for manly men and boys' boys. Yeah, you're right. Um, but yes, but a lot of Bond films are adventure stories for manly men, manly men and boys' boys, but that in the sort of 40s and 50s mould. Yes, but this this is much more 1910. Exactly. Yes, yes. Um, At the back, you can't really see me doing that thumb over the shoulder thing over the... No, but it has a... I mean, is there not even a missionary? They even mention missionaries. Probably. Yeah, because... Dr. Kinega's got like an island hideaway. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Um, It's your turn. It's my turn. Yeah, have you got Um, one? The only other thing I was thinking about was the, the Simpsons gag. Go for it. About the where Lisa goes for a terror reading, yeah, and pulls the death card again. Sorry, we should have just called this the death card. Yeah, and uh, and the terror reader says like, "Oh no, no, that's all right, that's fine." That doesn't. I'm paraphrasing, but like the, the death card doesn't mean you're about to die. It just means that yeah. something that some great change is coming. You know, some kind of symbolic death. It's the happy squirrel card you really have to worry about. And then, of course, the next card is the happy squirrel yeah, card, which I understand that some decks now have oh, that's as cute. a result of this. And it is like the cutest looking cartoon happy squirrel yeah. that you can you can think of. It looks like the least threatening thing. Of course, <laughs> you know, in the gag, if you'd like, is that this one means instant death. Yeah, quite um, right. And it's... It's it's from it must be fairly early Simpsons, uh, because it's a good joke, um, and yes. because it's like you know been, it's sort of culturally fairly well known. Well, I think it's the one where we first see Lisa's inevitable um, queer polyamorous <laughs> rise to presidentship. Right. You know, she sort of divorces her family, gets super educated. I think gets a girlfriend or there's some element of that or there's some, yeah, polyamory. <laughs> I've just looked the picture up. It's um, beautiful, yes. It's, it's in the episode Lisa's Wedding, uh, which is, let's find out.
season six. There you go. There we go. From 1995. Um... Did you know there was a Sadako versus Kayako film? As in The Ring versus The Grudge? I don't remember because I looked when we did the episode Ooh. on The Rings, I did look quite a lot, quite. I spent quite a lot of time like picking through, wading through the mess of Ring sequels. 2016, in ring the, vengeful, the Vengeful Spirits of The Ring and The Grudge series face off. Wow. What a terrible like Freddy idea. Freddy vs. Jason or Alien vs. Predator. Or... Yeah. All those other actually famous ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sherlock Holmes vs. Jack the Ripper. Useless. Anyway. Uh, Bella Lugosi meets the Brooklyn Gorilla. All yeah. the classics. Yeah. I've got a couple of telly ones, actually. Yeah, go ahead. While you're there. Um, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell gets a an honourable mention. I'm about to take the book away with me and hopefully finish it finally after about a year. Good plan. Uh, it's very big. And I'm, <laughs> I'm an incredibly distracted reader. But it's an amazing read. And the TV adaptation is beautiful. It's got some excellent faces in it as well. Um, again, another one of my favourites, a character actor that is grossly underrated, or at least under-talked about, is Eddie Marsden. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's got Mark Warren in it of... Um, of everything fame? Not everything. Well, he's in Hustle. Hustle, that's what I know him from. What else? And, and this. This. And there just felt like a period of time when he was in, like, all of your sort of, like, prestigious BBC Two dramas. Yeah. Paul Kay. Eyeball Paul. Eyeball, yeah, I was going to say, um, Dennis Pennis. Paul Kay, isn't he? Dennis Pennis? Yeah. Maybe you're too young for I Dennis am. Pennis. That sounds like it's Bean's penis. Well, that was the joke, wasn't it? He was a fictional celebrity interviewer. Brian Pettifer's in it. Lots of Harry Potters. So there's that one. I was thinking of Penny Dreadful, where she has a very interesting style of reading. Um, there's a lot of eye-rolling from Ava Green. Ava Green? <laughs> yeah, Ava Green. French. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Familiar with her work. I was just checking it's her. You know what I'm like with names. Fair enough. Um, it's also got an incredibly beautiful Timothy Dalton in it as a silver fox. Oh. <laughs> and Another James Bond, of course. Yes, exactly. And uh, Josh Hartnett. Oh, she was a Bond girl, wasn't she? Yeah. She's in... Yeah, there we go. It's all coming back. It's all coming together. Um, yeah, it was a really, really strong series that was very sad-ended when it did. Um, I believe Billy Piper was in it as well as The Bride oh. of Frankenstein. There's a lot going on. Yeah, a lot going on. Um, but... Mostly the beautiful depiction of witchcraft was really unusual for the time that it came out. It wasn't that long ago, but it was just an unusual way of doing it. It was quite stylistic. Fair enough. Stylized. And uh, her style of putting all of the cards out and doing the like big sweep. I love a drama oh, sweep. I nice. never work with a table big enough to drama sweep. <laughs> one but, day. Like, one, one day, day I will just sweep all the cards out. Um, in fact, I will just quickly look. Penny Dreadful and see which tarot deck she was using, because I think they may also have made one. Uh, tarot cards. How did they treat it? Like the the, the art or the, of reading or whatever you, you know. She was a witch. That's the right. that's the idea, is she's a proper actual witch. She is, uh, it's down the line, but she's also trained, um, you know. Uh, Luna Somnia. Oh. So it's a black and white one. It's lovely and very gothic, like the whole programme. 
Is it? Oh, is it a real deck? Is it a pre-existing deck? Or I believe it? so. Um, there you go. It's black and gold. Oh, that is very goth. It is very goth. It looks like it'd be difficult to read with. It is hard to read with, yes, and that's why I don't own one. Um, oh, Vanessa's tarot deck. Here we go. A historian goes to the movies. What a lovely <laughs> uh, name for a thing. Um, I'm going to discuss Vanessa Ives, which is Eva Green's... It's Eva Green. I asked you. I not said, yeah, Ava. I said, yeah, Eva Green. I said Ava. No. Uh, it's revealed that she got her cards from her witch mentor, Joan Clayton who lived, blah. Vanessa's tarot deck is purple with white line drawings. Right. Apologies. Yes, it's not the one I just said. They were designed for the show by Irish graphic artist Anais Sherry. So while the deck is aesthetically quite nice, it's wildly... Yeah, it's it's not fit for the time period, but it is quite a nice version of the Visconti tarot. Right? Okay. Right. So not horrendous, but just a nice depiction of them. They are purple and white. Apologies. Uh, somebody's just based their deck on the deck from the show rather oh, than the right. other way around. Yes, fair enough. But um, there's some really interesting effects in the. In it, to be honest, in the program, have a look at some of the physical effects because they've got contortionists in to do some oh, of the witchcraft wonderful. stuff, and it's really effective. Um, it's cheesy as balls, but it's an easy watch. Fair enough. I might give it a go. I would if I were you. It's very stylized. Um, and it gets kind of yeah. Also, bringing it bang up to date, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Um, there was an episode that's entirely based on Tara, where a Tara reader comes to town and sets up shop uh, in the pre existing cafe and comic book shop that I love and don't understand why we don't have one. Um, oh, what's his name? The werewolf, Mr. Oh, Taro. <laughs> Sorry. Sabrina. <laughs> right. Um, it's called Dreams in a Witch House. It's the fifth episode um, of part two of Chilling... Oh, no. Yeah, of part two. Chilling Sabrina. Oh, Dr. Cerberus's House of Horrors. Wow. Right? Yeah, um, sure. Why not? It's made up of short character... That, uh, that's the thing. So he's... Yeah, Dr. Cerberus's House of Horrors is the, sorry, is the name of the episode. So right. they have referenced the film you talked about. Yeah. Um, and she calls him Dr. C or Mr. C. Right, for yeah. Cerberus. Yeah. Um, it's made up of short character-specific horror-filled segments, each framed through a tarot card reading, right? Oh, yeah, so very like Dr. Terry's House Exactly, of- which is BY. So the Sabrina gets the Magician, the Tower Reversed, and the Three of Swords. Um but for, I mean, the the reading, it's so bizarre what they <laughs> go for from that, that there's no real relation. I will say they've clearly got a reader in, if that right. helps, for that one. Um, because the rough translation is a cocky guy, an event that really doesn't go to plan, and heartbreak. And actually, that's exactly what happens in the scene. Okay, and, it's, and that's sort of... Dead on. Accurate, yeah, yeah. Because yes. this is a rarity, because, you know, we've talked about a few now. Yeah. Knight of Swords, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, that kind of works. Um, kind of. Uh, they didn't make it particularly clear where Fortune was going there, but it worked. Um, sorry, that was for Theo. Did I say that? You did not. Okay, that was for Theo. For Roz, we got Justice. Um, they just did a kind of... They just found a justice depiction with a black lady on it and in fairness there's a lot of lots of justice has um their 
eyes covered because it's meant to make them non-biased. Okay, um, yeah. The Rider yeah. Waite Smith doesn't, but oh, it's meant I, to I be. I mean, the, the statue at the Old Bailey, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's supposed to be that she can't see you, and therefore she's not judging you based no, on she's that. Weighing the scales. Exactly. Um, so not bad. Zelda gets the High Priestess and the Hermit, which is the most Zelda cards ever. Harvey, the Fool and the, hang- fool and the Hanged Man, absolutely not. Ace of Pentacles, yes. <laughs> Sometimes the Fool. Ambrose, the Hierophant, the Devil and Death, absolutely, and with bells on, although not for the reading that they gave him so you know uh it's interesting that as i say they've clearly got people in or someone in or they've googled heavily to see what might fit and then kind of vaguely gone around it but i was i was kind of impressed with how extreme they took it and i thought Hmm. this is another reason that people are frightened to come and see me right (laughs) because they think that they're going to go off and have a magic magical vision of their terrible future and then i'm going to be like Good luck. Get out. <laughs> people are frightened, though. People do. There is something about yeah. the idea. That, that, Mostly that... people say, I I don't want to know. Right. Um, I don't want to know. And uh, particularly Spanish people, actually. I, I do not want to know the future. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. I mean, you literally haven't said hello. You, <laughs> you said, I do not want to know the future. And that's fine. And I get it. And I can respect it. And I leave you alone. I'm not going to chase you around being like, but your future. You know, like fucking throwing cards at you. Um, but <laughs> sorry. But <laughs> but your future. Here is my invoice too. <laughs> exactly, future money. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting that people immediately assume I speak to the dead. Yeah. That people immediately assume that I can I don't know smell their illnesses, and that the cards are going to say to me, "Oh, a horrible." horrible accident and you're involved you know like i mean it just boggles my mind because i know i know that a lot of this has come from the media yeah but when we've looked at the media there's so little of it in there it's really uncommon considering considering how sort of popular everybody knows about it and has been exactly it's not like it's it's not like when you say like, "Oh, I'm a tarot reader." It's very rare I've heard anybody go like. I've only had one person oh, that was that? last week say, "What is that?" Right. In the whole time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there must be some people out there. Who well, no, even when I've said it, I've said, "Oh, I'm a tarot reader," and they go, "What's that?" And I say, "I read cards," and they go, "Oh, yeah, 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 yeah." Yeah. They have another word for it. Yeah, yeah. But there are very few representations in media, and very few of them. Very in few, any way accurate. Exactly. Very few of that. Of that very yeah. small number. I would say Penny accurate. Dreadful is the most... Out of the ones we've mentioned, Penny Dreadful yeah. is the closest to being accurate, but that's because it's put in as a witch, a practice as part of her witchcraft. Yeah. Rather than a funny novelty thing they go and do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. Um, I wanted, I've got one more thing. Yeah. Which is, uh, I'm going to, you know, a bit of highbrow, a bit of T.S. Eliot for yeah. you, for, from the Wasteland. Uh, part one um, uh, I'll, I'll read you a little bit of, mm-hmm. of, of Eliot uh, Madame Sesostris, famous clairvoyant had a bad cold nevertheless is known to be the wisest woman in Europe with a wicked pack of cards <laughs> here said she is your card the drowned Phoenician sailor those are pearls that were his eyes look here is Belladonna the lady of the rocks the lady of situations here is the man with three staves, and here the wheel, and here the one-eyed merchant, and this card, which is blank, is something he carries on his back, which I am forbidden to see. I do not find the hanged man. Fear death by water. 
I see crowds of people walking round in a ring. Thank you. If you see dear Mrs. Equitone, tell her I bring the horoscope myself. One must be so careful these days. Hmm. It's just nice that it's, it's in like this monument of high modernist poetry. Yeah, true. Um, and she's clearly a tarot reader. Um, yeah. You know, I don't recognise all of the cards, but uh, but she pulls the wheel um, and the hanged man. Yeah. Or rather, she doesn't pull the hanged man. No, she doesn't pull the hanged man. Why does she say fear death by water? The pearls for his eyes. Those are pearls that were his eyes is from the Tempest. Ah. Um, it's um, Ariel's song to Ferdinand as he's shipwrecked. <laughs> Four fathom five, thy father lies, and of his bones a coral stone. Those are pearls that wear his eyes. Nothing of him remains, but does suffer as he change into something rich and strange. So yeah, it's right. Um, what? How do they describe it? How do they describe what? The card. <laughs> <laughs> the drowned Phoenician sailor. Mm. And then here is Belladonna, the lady of the rocks, the lady of situations. Here is the man with three staves, and here the wheel, and here the here the one-eyed merchant. Right. But there's sort of just enough detail there that it's it's very clear what she's doing. And uh, yeah, I always I really enjoy. Yeah, known to be the wisest woman in Europe with a wicked pack of cards. The wicked is there as well. Which yes. Is, there's always this sort of slightly sort of not quite respectable edge yes. to this stuff usually. Anyone familiar with the tarot will recognise that while some have recognisably <laughs> traditional tarot cards, others aren't. Elliot himself noted, I'm not familiar with the exact constitution of the tarot from which I have obviously departed my, uh, to suit my own convenience. Does that help? Seems reasonable. The sailor, as Elliot pointed out, is important because he appears later in the poem. Sure. So it's not actually, yeah. Yes, death by water is a thing that comes up again later on. Yes, that makes sense. But also, I mean, there's an argument to be made for it being the person at the foot of death in the death card. Yeah. The this one that's so the in the death card, the traditional Rider Waite Smith one. Mm -hmm. Um. There is a river running through behind the card, and that's supposed to be the river Styx. So the people that are washing up ah. are the bodies of the fallen. Yeah, the grand Phoenician sailor. Exactly. What does Phoenician mean? From Phoenicia, which is Greek, I think. Oh. Somewhere in the sort of wider Greek empire. The Eastern Mediterranean, they're primarily located in modern Lebanon. Oh. So, you know, within the ancient Greek sphere of influence. Yeah, okay. There we go. Nice. <laughs> that was easy. Every day's a school day, isn't it? <laughs> right, I think that's us, uh, yes. everybody. Next time... Oh, yes. So, we're going to have a tiny little break. I'm not here, and then Ben's not here. Um, I'm Amelia. I didn't introduce myself earlier, but I assumed I'm you ben. knew. Hello. This is Ben. The deeper voice is Ben. Um, so, we're both away at different times doing our own thing. If... Oh no. When we get back. Yes. It's 
a Ben film. Yeah, it's it is Taylor Two Sisters. I know that we announced it two weeks ago. Oh yeah. And then didn't put an effort, and now we're doing another mini one. So perhaps you're thinking, oh, where's it gone? I've missed it on my feed. We haven't done it yet. We apologise. Hmm. But um, but yes, so we're squeezing this one in now. In between trips. And yes. then we are getting exactly when when we're both back. We will we will record the episode that we said we would, and we were back on we were back on track, and um, you know return you to your regularly scheduled programming. So um, yeah, a tale of two sisters, Korean, two thousand and three, still to come. Frightening, but a cracker, a real humdinger of a movie. Oh bye, <laughs> bye, bye everyone. <laughs>